Hey, James. Steven, how are you doing? Got a sore throat. Well, you better ask your question fast then before your throat totally goes away. Why do you have a sore James, throat? Are you, not sleep- are you not sleeping well enough? Are you sleeping eight hours a day? Well, I don't know if you know this about me. I think we've talked a little bit about this. I feel that sleep is one of the most important components of human life. Yes, I agree with as, that. As do you, I know. And I work really hard. I, I practice what I would consider um, very good, if not excellent, sleep hygiene which is a phrase I was taught by a doctor friend and I really subscribe to. Was I your doctor? You never were and never will be my doctor, although you do Not wear a doctor's Not even on Twitter? You know, you say you wear a doctor's coat. I've never seen you wear it, the doctor's lab coat. I don't you've wear it here. It's time in this studio. You've ne- I've never, but of all the times I've seen you, in your home, in public, in the radio studio, I've never seen you wear the lab coat. I'm starting to wonder if I can believe anything you all tell right, me. next time I come here, I'll wear the lab coat. If you don't, you know what? You'll, I'll be outed. You, you'll be outed as a liar as, across as a, the board. I'll be a quack in the medical practice. My license on Twitter will be taken away. <laughs> <laughs> Is there even such a thing as a $2 bill that you say you give out? Yeah, probably. No, probably I, I, I believe that. I've seen those. <laughs> I have a waiter's pad in my coat pocket. So the truth is, yeah, I've been waking up with a sore throat the last six, seven, eight days, and I don't get sick very much. I, um, I'm pretty anti-getting sick. Well, could it be because kids are a germ factory? Uh, and here we go again, trashing my kids. No, my kids are... I do <laughs> my a, kids, too. I, they're the same age as yours. I don't know, although I think it's a little bit seasonal, something, flora, fauna, perhaps Atlantic multi-decadal oscillation waves, something like that, so... But I'm going to power You really won't it. blame your kids. Like, you can't blame your kids on this. Oh, no, it's blame, not their fault. I blame my kids for They're so much. They're just a vehicle for disease. That's all. They're like uh, rats. They are neither like rats nor a vehicle for disease. And in my view... I'm not saying your kids. I'm just saying kids in general. I say this with absolutely no evidence. I think that we're relatively insulated from a lot of the potential horrors that our children could give to us bacterially and virally. Relatively. All right. All right. I'll, relatively. I'll, I'll not take your Only because it. relatively because you're getting exposed to so much stuff all the time anyway. Look, I'm the guy. I can't wait for winter because then I can wear gloves in the subway and not look like a freak. Because I would wear gloves in the subway in the summer. In fact, you know, I have many great potential inventions, none of which I've actually invented, most of which probably aren't even great. The summer also, subway glove? Yeah. So I really believe in this one. I believe that the minute you walk into the subway station, what they should have there mounted on the pillars there are just disposable gloves. Those little thin ones that food service workers use. You pull them on, you pop them on, you ride them for your ride, and then you get rid of them. Now, I can immediately imagine the people who would argue that that would promote littering, that it's wasteful, that it's environmentally bad, da 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 I would counter, however... If you could forestall 1% to 3% of the viral or bacterial transmissions that are happening in a subway, that it would probably be a huge win even with those expenses. Because you could probably figure out how many billions of dollars a year is lost in productivity in the city, for instance, based on colds and diseases or germs that are picked up in a subway. I don't know if you can isolate the subway, though. I think it would not be impossible to do. And for all I know, somebody's done that. I mean, that kind of research has been growing a lot. And we, you know, I write about that stuff a lot. And it's fun and it's real and useful. So, yeah, I, I'm an advocate of the summer subway glove, as you would call Any it. Any venture capitalist out there listening to this, please write Stephen Dubner, care of at QOD on Twitter, and offer him money. I don't even need the money. I just want to do it for the benefit of mankind. You can give me 1%. All right. If you do all the work... Who's the, um, I don't even know who the mayor is anymore. 
So. The mayor is a fellow named Bill de Blasio. All right, I'll go, we'll go visit him. Okay, note to self, go visit mayor. Visit. Then visit Barack Obama. Mayor, then... To force him, to force people to wear gloves. Nice. Now, I did have a question for you. I am kind of libertarian on this issue, so I don't know if you can force people on to which wear issue? gloves. I, I I don't know if you can if the government should be able to force people to wear gloves. Oh, I wasn't asking for forced glove wearing. I was just saying this I think would be something that would be good to post in the subway. And then, you know, you think about how that messaging would work cuz you're right, I'm not a forcing kind of guy, but you could show. So what would what would be the image that you would want to show with the gloves there if you want to encourage people to wear them? Um people like happy and healthy. Oh, interesting. I was imagining someone vomiting blood. <laughs> And say, avoid this, wear the glove. To all marketing agencies and, and There's your A-B testing right who, there. <laughs> who, is, who is the madman among us? All right, so to that venture capitalist who's going to make a lot of money and give me 1%, if you want to get us involved in your A-B testing or maybe A-Z, A through Z testing, James and I will, let's come up with a few other potential images. Um, happy, smiling. So what do you show you? So happy, smiling people with their gloves. Oh, and maybe hold, maybe those stick figures holding like happy children that are like, they're holding their arms up. Oh, you mean the, the happy germ, down. the germ giving children? I thought you wanted to eliminate all children. Well, maybe the children won't get germs anymore if they wear their gloves. Mm, okay. So you want happy, smiling stick figures, yes. <laughs> including young ones. I want um, vomiting blood. What is there something maybe in between that we could get for? I um, think you oh, want to yeah. show somebody the, the, at a desk working healthy and then someone at a desk right across coughing because oh. this man did not wear his subway glove. I like that. I would like to see a photograph, oh, maybe even now that, you know, we're getting, maybe the um, billboards and signs are getting, you know, more and more. You can get electronic ones that are animated and so on. You're seeing that more and more in subways and on taxi cabs and so on. Just a nice little gif. You say gif or jif? Gif? Gif. A nice little gif slow motion of a man sneezing onto the subway pole that you, like right before your train pulls in. So like person, James, standing there getting ready onto a train, right before it pulls in, a guy just, what do you, what's the phrase? Hakalugi, luga hockey, sneezing big time. Hakalugi? I, I can't remember. Hakalugi? <laughs> Maybe, Hakalugi. Anyway, sneezing mucusfully onto the pole and then you get on and then I look at the box of gloves and I'm like, yeah, I'll take Wear a these. Wear these. Wear one for health. After this one message, we'll be right back. Question of the day is supported by naturebox.com. At NatureBox, they understand that it's not always easy to make the best decisions when you're hungry, especially at the office. From day-old donuts to birthday cupcakes to vending machine junk, it can be difficult to avoid temptation. Fortunately, NatureBox makes it easy to start snacking smarter. From sriracha-roasted cashews to apple and cinnamon oatmeal, NatureBox offers more than 100 delicious options delivered straight to your desk. Set up your day for success and avoid the 3 p.m. slump. Visit naturebox.com slash question to get 50% off your first box now. Now, I could also see that you'd want to show the gloves being kind of elegant. That, for instance, you could hold your iPhone or other non-Apple branded smartphone maybe, in a hand. Maybe a little ring of fur around the end of the edge of the glove oh. for the ladies. Uh, real fur? Yeah. Or, you know, well, fake fur. You just Whatever. lost your entire fake, animal fake fur. lover. Fake fur. Uh-huh. Okay. So, a ring of fake fur. So, now you're... Oh, oh, and then you get sponsorships. Like, what about, like, a Star Wars glove? <laughs> so, 
Now there's going to be, suddenly you've created like a billion more opportunities for ad impressions per year for the city of New York. This is good for the city of New York or any city that uses this. So, and where would the logo go on? You think on the palm or on the back? What is the back of the hand called other than the back of the hand? Shouldn't there be a one word? Back, back of the hand. hand. It's no, like, I'm going to slap you with the back I'm of my gonna hand. I'm going to show you the back of my hand. Shouldn't there be a, like the opposite? Palm is a good word. Well, I, I would say like, like anything, you know, you do the palm and the back of the hand, and it costs different depending on how valuable. Sorry, I know the you're trying is. to advance the actual conversation, but <laughs> I'm a little fixated on the fact that we don't have a word for the back of the hand. Nathan, what is the word for the back of the hand? I'm looking it up. The opisthener. The opisthener. T h e n a r. Opisthener. Why didn't you O-pisthener? know that? I thought I thought you wrote a smart book about economics. All right. So would you show the palm or the opisthener? <laughs> I would show the oh, palm. The, sorry, no, 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 not what you show. Sorry, it's where would you put the branding? The palm. And the palm? Yeah, but because, then nobody else sees it. It's only no, but it's I'm missing. but I'm looking at it six inches away when I'm looking mm, at my phone mm. on the subway. I would also, you know, going back to your idea of like a person working clean and a person not working clean. I would like to see, <laughs> like maybe again, this is for the photos on the glove box. Maybe you'd have show the picture of what people really do with their hands on their face. Like maybe someone picking their nose without the glove and then picking their nose with the glove. Does that help or is that just gross either way? I think that's gross either way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, you, did you watch Mad Men at all? Did you get anything from that Mad show? Men, yeah. From that educational show? I learned a lot but not about advertising. Yeah. All right. About marriage. Uh, drinking during the day I learned. Hey, we we started early and it's only 9 a.m. We are. We're drinking uh we're drinking Poland spring water today. Did I ever tell you that Poland spring You think you're drinking I roofied these Poland spring <laughs> waters. No wonder I'm feeling so much better. My sore throat's got away entirely. Did I ever tell you that Poland Spring is responsible for the publication of one of my books? No. Do they like sponsor Turbulent Souls or something? No, you want me to tell you the story? I do. So myself and Steve Levitt, my free economics co-author, had been asked for a bunch of years by a variety of people to turn uh, writing from our blog into a book. And uh, in some ways, this was a really good idea because we'd written many, many, many hundreds of thousands of words over the years that were a different kind of writing than the books, but we'd written a lot of stuff, and so it seemed to make sense. On the other hand, I always thought, well, but it's already been published, and it's a blog, and I just don't think it's really worth making a book of them. But our our publisher and the you know a lot of people were kind of in favor of that, and I was pretty opposed to it. And then one summer, one of my kids was going to school. So as much as you might hate kids because they carry germs, I'm about to show you the value of children. I didn't say I hate kids. I did not want to say you that. implied you hate kids. You you said that I have two lovely kids as well. You said they're they're rats and they're and they're germ bombs. Basically, some, some rats grow up to be beautiful humans. <laughs> so we were dropping off one of my kids, the boy kid, up in at his summer camp in Maine, and the name of the town where this really nice camp, and it was in the town of Poland, Maine. And I saw that, and I didn't think anything about it. But then, as we're driving down the road, right about to get to the camp. I see a sign, and it says something like, you know, welcome, this is the um, Poland Spring water bottling facility that, you know, sends delicious, clean, fresh water all over the world. And I saw that sign, I thought, man, you know, when I was a kid, water was just something that you had, and it wasn't put in bottles, and it wasn't sold, even though it would have been convenient, maybe, and I recognized the convenience, but I thought, man, if someone like Poland Spring and Evian and all the other water purveyors can take something that was previously free and freely distributed and just put it in a bottle 
and charge a dollar or two for some for the privilege of having the plastic bottle in your hand, then surely it's legitimate for me to take a couple thousand blog posts that were free and freely distributed that anybody could have access to via the interwebs and curate them and turn them into a product that has a price tag on it. And so When to Rob a Bank, our fourth book, which was a book of our blog writing, was directly inspired by Poland Spring Water, which I happen to be coincidentally drinking today. Well, I agree with that. If you think about it, Poland Spring Water is like curated water. (laughs) And I haven't gone through your archives on Freakonomics and used the computer interface to go through and find what I think are your best blogs. So I would pay, you know, some money to see what's Stephen Dumner's and Stephen Levitt's best blogs that they think that, they, that they've written and then formatted into a book format that I could read on the Kindle. So I think there's value there. And I think I think people are nervous about that always. Like, but I think a collection of blog posts, you don't even have to call it a collection of blog posts. These are like articles that you've written that you're compiling. It's like any kind of a collection of short stories. Chances are those short stories have been published in other publications beforehand. That's true, but I think a collection of short stories is a little different because typically they're published in a lot of different publications. So if I publish a collection of my fiction short stories, let's say they might have been in The New Yorker, they might have been in Grant, they might have been in a bunch oh, of different go places. Go show off, why don't you? Well, your collection of short, <laughs> your short stories published in The New Yorker, only the best... All right, let me say, my short stories might have been published in uh, Illiterate Farmer and in other magazines, but this was a case where everything was in one place, free economics. That said, I should say when we published that book, it represented probably half of 1% of what we published, so there was a lot of, of culling. But here's my final question for you, James. Would you consider there to be more value in a book that's constituted of previously published blog posts or in a naked idea that is yet to come to fruition at all, specifically the idea of the summer subway sneezing glove. Do I think there's more value? Yes. Uh, I think there's more value in the book. (laughs) Really? So you pretended this whole conversation today to like the idea of the glove, and you think not really? Um, I probably would not wear it. Would you? (laughs) Can't wait until next week for more QOD. Hear a bit of our next show right after this. Thanks again to NatureBox.com for sponsoring Question of the Day. NatureBox makes it easy to start snacking smarter. From sriracha-roasted cashews to apple and cinnamon oatmeal, NatureBox offers more than 100 delicious options delivered straight to your desk. Set your day up for success and avoid the 3 p.m. slump. Visit NatureBox.com question to get 50% off your first box snack. Join us next time on Question of the Day, which will sound something like this. Why do some podcasters present podcasts with such bad sound quality? Is it that hard to put up a good sound quality podcast? That is a very interesting question, which I think I am more of an expert in than you are. Do you think that's a very good question because you and I both happen to do podcasts, including this one? Or do you think it's actually a good question? Question of the Day is produced and mixed by Nathan Rossborough with Allison Hockenberry. 